Peace Corps gives us a chance to show a side of our country which is too often submerged. Our desire to live in peace, our desire to be of help. There can be no greater service to our country and no source of pride more real than to be a member of the Peace Corps of the United States. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the My Peace Corps Story podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Lloyd, and I'm here to help tell the stories of current and return Peace Corps volunteers. If you like what you hear today, be sure to connect with me over at MyPeaceCorpsStory.com and on Instagram at MyPeaceCorpsStory and on Facebook by searching for My Peace Corps Story. Additionally, head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review for the show. Five-star reviews are extremely appreciated, but more than anything, I want to know what you think so I can better serve my audience. Today on the My Peace Corps Story podcast, I talk with Camilla Klut, who served in Burkina Faso, but her service as an actual volunteer can only be said to be a few days, even if that, because hours after she swore in as a volunteer, all the volunteers were consolidated because of security risk. Now, I served in Burkina Faso as a Peace Corps volunteer, and ever since leaving, about three and a half, uh, coming up on four years now, I've been watching intently the situation in Burkina Faso. They've had two coups, uh, several terrorist attacks, and I was so heartbroken when I heard last September that Peace Corps was being evacuated from Burkina Faso. I think they made the right decision, uh, given all the security issues, but I can't imagine what it would be like to be a volunteer, having gone through three months of training, swearing in that excitement, and then being pulled from Peace Corps. This is this is this is this is my my Peace Corps Peace Corps my Peace Corps my Peace Corps story story story. My name is Camilla Cluett, and this is my Peace Corps story. Hey, Camilla, how are you doing? Uh, I'm good, Tyler. How are you? Doing very well. Uh, excited to talk to you because we've been interacting a little bit back and forth via social media for a while, uh, mainly around the fact that you were a Peace Corps volunteer in Burkina Faso but were evacuated last summer, just a week after swearing in. So I wanted to, you know, reach out to you and hear more about that experience of, you know, being in Burkina Faso during that time and and what you've been doing since then, how you've been processing it, because I think it's something for uh, people interested in the Peace Corps or people who have gone through it uh to, to know about and it's it's a part of the story of Peace Corps. So let everybody know uh, what you were doing in Burkina Faso and any any backstory we need to to know before we really get into your story. Uh, so I was a community economic development volunteer, uh, and at my site uh, I was going to be working with like seven. Uh, small women's microfinance organizations, uh, teaching them income generating activities like tofu making, liquid and hard soap, uh, tomato transformation, stuff like that. What what was the timeline of swearing in to being evacuated? Can you walk us through that for you? Yeah. So uh, in September, we, I don't remember the dates exactly, but one Friday we swore in uh, as Peace Corps volunteers. And then, uh, and 
usually the swearing ceremony in Burkina, it was in Waga at the embassy, I believe. Uh, but ours was in Leo where we were doing our training, which was kind of nice because our host families got to go. Uh, but they had changed it because of security issues in Waga, uh, which is short for Wagadougou. And um, so we swore in two hours later uh they called us all back uh to one of the conference rooms in our training center and told us we were being consolidated to a hotel in Leo, and we couldn't leave the hotel at all and we couldn't go back to our host families uh, and they had the peace corps drivers were going to pack up all of our stuff so uh i didn't get my stuff for like two or three days so and all i had was like my swearing dress and uh, like a phone charger on me. Um, and then uh, the next Friday, we got an email that we were being evacuated. And then, uh, so I think on like Saturday and Sunday, they got everyone to Waga. And then we all went in buses together to Ghana, which took two days. And we had a close of service conference in Accra, uh, which is the capital, I believe of Ghana. And then the next Friday we, uh, were retained Peace Corps volunteers. Wow. So you never even, I got to make it to your official site and, you know, you, you swore in and then were consolidated more or less, you know, right off the bat. Yeah. I was only there for the three day site visit. Okay. <laughs> only and, as a trainee. Mm-hmm. And then as, as a trainee, uh, what was one of your favorite Peace Corps memories or, or your time in Burkina Faso? What did you enjoy about being there? Oh, I really loved my host family. They were the best. My mom uh, was so patient and kind with me. And like, I didn't like a lot of the food. Like, I, eating rice still is hard because that is all they have a lot of the time. But she would uh, like give me salads like twice a week and, uh, gave me good meat every night, which I know a lot of people didn't get. Uh, and she was just so accommodating. I loved mm-hmm. it. And then yeah. uh, I have a funny story if you want to hear it. <laughs> I, I, I love funny stories. So um, one day I was hanging out with my host family and um, one of my brothers comes with this big bowl, like a big metal bowl, and there's something in it and I can't tell exactly what it is. And they like pour it out in front of me uh, and they were like, do you know what this is? And I was like, I think so, because I think it's a hedgehog, but I'm not sure, because it's uh, still in the ball. And then uh, I was like, is it an animal? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, do you eat it? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that's not good. Uh, and then I looked up in my French dictionary the word for hedgehog, and I asked them if that's what it was. And they were like, we don't know it in French, because <laughs> they only knew it in the local language. So I like just barely had internet on my phone and looked up a picture of a hedgehog and they were like, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> so did you end up eating the hedgehog? No, I think, I think they just brought it to show me. I don't think they actually ate it because I never saw hedgehog in our compound. <laughs> okay. At least that's, that's what you think. Maybe it made its way into a sauce and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's possible. Uh, it, and then just stepping back, uh, you know, even before Peace Corps, um, what was what was your reason for for joining Peace Corps? I mean, 
Why did you want to, to serve as a Peace Corps volunteer? And why Burkina Faso? Did you pick Burkina Faso or were you one of the people that said, I'll, I'll go anywhere? Uh, so I had a teacher in sixth grade uh, who was an education volunteer in Papua New Guinea. And he uh, did a presentation in class on the Peace Corps and his experience. And um, like right then I had a moment, like no matter what I do, I want to do that, you know. Um, and then like everything I've done since then has kind of just reiterated that. Like uh, in college, I worked with a refugee family uh, from the Democratic Republic of Congo and uh, and one of our graduate assistants in the class was a Peace Corps volunteer from Rwanda. And uh, that experience really, I mean, I was going to apply anyway, but that's like motivated me further. Um, and I did a general application. I said, I'd go anywhere and do anything. Mm -hmm. And when, when you were told Burkina Faso, uh, did you have to look it up (laughs) where it was? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I had no idea where it was. Okay. Uh, me too. Didn't even know it was a country. Uh, yeah. But had had an amazing time there. Uh, since uh, you know you you can't speak to to, to being a volunteer, uh, but as a trainee, uh, for those listening who are interested in the Peace Corps, uh, what does training look like? Um, I mean, it's probably a little different in every single country. Uh, I only know it from the the standpoint of Burkina. But when you say you know that you're in training for three months, um, what what does that mean? Um, so a lot of it is language training, uh, and I think that would be a little bit different for English speaking countries like Sierra Leone and Ghana, because you would I mean you have local language still, but they don't have to teach you English. Uh, so we would have language uh, every single day of the week, except we didn't have training on Sundays. So I guess the weekly outline, like Monday through Friday, you had training all day. Saturday, you had a half day and got off at lunch. And then Sunday, there wasn't yet a day off. Um, and we would have language uh, every single day of the week. Saturdays were usually uh, just two blocks of language. Um, and for us, the our training compound was in Malaya, which is where all the... Um, education volunteers were living with their host families and then all of said was in Zorro which was 7k away uh, and we would bike in every day and then all of health was in Sanga which was a little further on the same road uh, and then so on Saturdays when we had just language we would do them in Sanga and Zorro and Leo respectively uh, and then it's a lot of technical training as well uh, so they're teaching you like how to be the kind of volunteer you're going to be. So education was doing like mock school and writing lesson plans. Uh, we were learning how to do um, like needs assessments in the community and uh, monitoring and evaluating projects like before and after to see if they're useful. Uh, and then health was learning how to do stuff like lead malaria camps and wing babies at the local health clinic, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And did you go uh, into Peace Corps knowing French? Uh, I took three years in high school, so I wish I could say yes, but not really. <laughs> I came in at Novice, which is as low in French as you can be. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, how how did uh, how did 
French training go in Burkina Faso? Did you feel confident? Are you consider yourself at least conversationally fluent? Yeah, I mean, uh, I can't. There are some conversations I can't really hold uh, if it's like vocabulary I don't know that well. But if we're talking about like farming or different farm animals, <laughs> I know it very well. Uh, and then, I mean, because uh, the language you learn there is like words you're going to use in Burkina. So like you don't learn foods that they don't have there or animals. So sometimes people will say stuff. I'm like, I have no idea what that is. Uh, but I'm taking a French class right now at the Santa Fe Community College to try to keep it up and work on my grammar and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of uh, my roommates uh, after Peace Corps, uh, she was from France, and she'd have friends over, they'd be French, and we'd be speaking, and then I would have to pause and be like, wait, what's this word? Because it, <laughs> But it'd be a, like a, a normal word, like a normal food item or just something, uh, just like every day in the United States. I was like, well, they don't, they don't have that in Burkina Faso, so I never learned the word. <laughs> yeah, and then some of the words they use aren't like exactly right like uh they call the paved road gadrome but that just means asphalt <laughs> I, oh, see, I, I, I didn't even know that see i've just been like oh it's a gadrone it's that's what it is yeah so if you go to france and say gadrone like they'll understand but they'll give you a weird look <laughs> yeah i was also told by by many uh foreigners or you know many french people or swiss or other people in burkina faso that i spoke like an african is like well that's, this is good. where I learned. This is where I learned it. So that's that's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, so post uh, post Peace Corps, um, how have you been? I guess one spending your time and dealing with that abrupt separation. I know it's something difficult. I mean, when you sign up for Peace Corps, you think, okay, this is two years. This is what I'm going to be doing for the next two years. And you know, for you, it was three months. Um, so how how was that, uh, and what have you been doing? Um, so during our close of service conference in Ghana, they gave us the option of either uh, going straight back to the U.S. and they would book our flight, or getting like a predetermined amount of money to cover travel costs, and we could kind of do whatever we want. We didn't have to go straight home. Uh, so I traveled for like about a month. Actually, it was like exactly a month. I went to, uh, we started in Ghana and I stayed there a little bit. Then I went to Morocco uh, and through Europe a little bit. Uh, and that was kind of nice just to have time off, not having to like explain evacuation to anyone. Because <laughs> I knew when I got back, people would be like, oh, you were supposed to be gone for two years. What are you doing here? And I'd be like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> so I was, it kind of gave me time to like be ready to explain my service to people um and then right when I got back uh, I got a job nannying which I've been doing uh, and I took a month off uh volunteering in Puerto Rico with the American Red Cross so you've you've been been staying busy since being back yeah yeah now do you plan to uh try again you know apply to Peace Corps again yeah, so uh, they gave us the option of like obviously not reapplying or uh, reapplying uh, with an expedited application process. So I uh, I had to do the full application online and send that in, and then we emailed the placement officer saying 
like I was one of the people evacuated from Burkina. These are my preferences. Uh, and I said that I'd like to stay in a French speaking West African country, hopefully doing something similar. Uh, so they placed me in Togo doing food security education. Uh, and I leave for that in May. Well, congratulations. Thank you. And uh, do you think, uh, you know, you have one Peace Corps training under your belt, <laughs> so you'll be starting another one in May. Uh, for anybody who is about to go into Peace Corps, having having done at least the training part, do you have uh, any recommendations of maybe things that they should think about before leaving, whether it be packing or how they should spend, you know, those those few you know, final months, weeks leading up to, to starting their service. Uh, what, what would you tell a uh, soon-to-be Peace Corps trainee? Um, I would say packing-wise, uh, keep in mind that like people live in that country every day, and if there's something that you really need to survive, you can get it. And if there's something you forget, it's not the biggest deal in the world. Uh, but I would set aside a lot of room for sentimental items, like things that make you happy, pictures of your family from home, uh, stuff like that that you can share with your host country nationals. Uh, and then what was the other part of the question? Uh, just how you know someone should maybe spend their time leading up to training or oh, if yeah. there's any, any sort of like prep, be it you know mental or otherwise. Eat a lot of cheese <laughs> because you probably can't get it where you are. <laughs> and that's pretty universally what everyone misses the most food-wise. Uh, but just, I don't know, I, I kind of, when I was preparing, uh, I had the mindset of, like, there were things I had always wanted to do at home uh, that I hadn't done yet. And I was like, well, now's the time because I'll be gone for two years, so... If there's something like in the U.S. that you've been wanting to do forever that is possible, you should go ahead and do it. Mm -hmm. well, I can uh, definitely uh, second your your recommendations for packing. Uh, don't don't stress too much on on packing. You know, as you said, people do live there, and it's like you know they they ha they wear clothing, <laughs> they cook, <laughs> yeah, they, exactly. they, they do daily life. So don't stress about that stuff. You know. Pack, you know, a, a few basics to get you through the first few months. And then once you weigh uh, your stuff, you know, you have two 50-pound bags. So if you have 60 pounds of stuff, I say fill the other 40 pounds with, like, food. <laughs> yeah, so, I packed, I packed I think, like, three boxes of Cliff Bars to get me through training. And I only ate them when I was sick because I knew when I, like, couldn't eat rice or pasta. Uh, and I knew I just, like, needed to put food in my body. Yeah, I had a a bag of M&Ms that I actually didn't didn't pack but bought in the Brussels airport. Um this pretty large bag of M&Ms mm -hmm. and I held right. on to that bag of M&Ms until like the worst day in training. It was like I just no, I'm these are only open in case of emergency and they were the best M&Ms I've ever had in my life. I remember so vividly sitting on my floor just eating these M&Ms and just feeling pure bliss. <laughs> yeah that's great i one of my uh care packages for my family had peanut m&ms and it was a pretty small box uh and we were doing like a said specific training activity that day so i passed the box around and 
everyone got to feel a little bit of joy that day. Mm-hmm. Yep, mine were mine were peanut M and M's. So it's a uh, absolutely perfect. So if you're uh, if you know a Peace Corps volunteer who's serving and they don't have access to peanut butter or peanut M and M's, uh, maybe uh, send them a care package with some peanut M and M's. It'll uh, brighten their day. Uh, so before we we close out the episode, is there anything else that you would like to to share with the listeners of the My Peace Corps Story podcast? You know, some story or experience uh, had during training. I mean, you only had three months, and it's it's, it's hard to find those stories within the first three months because everything is just everything is so new and coming at you. It's hard to really process it all. It's like it's just so much. Um, but is there anything else that you would like to share? Um, I have a story from my site visit, uh, I could share. So, uh, in Burkina, they have this word for like foreigner white person, Nasara. And like on our 14 K total bike ride every day, there would be kids just like running along the road, screaming Nasara at us. And by the end, you're like, if I hear that word one more time, (laughs) I might explode. Um, but while I was at uh, my site, my counterpart, uh, who is like the person near the Peace Corps sets you up to work with in your village, uh, when we went to our first women's group meeting, he was introducing me and said, uh, this is Camilla Sawadugu, which is my, my host family's last name, because I told him they called me that. Uh, he was like, uh, she's not a Nasara, she's a Burkinabe, and like, I don't ever want to hear you call her a Nasara. And that was just like a moment where I like felt like I belonged and um, like training's hard and you like question everything the whole time. But I was like, yeah, I made the right choice. I'm supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. And then related to that, do you have a favorite quote or local saying uh, that you would like to share with the listeners? Um. So I don't, my local language was uh, more and I only had uh, probably like four weeks of training on it. So I don't know it that well, just like greetings and stuff. But um, in French, our training, uh, the people like in charge of training would always say savale, which means uh, like things are going to be fine. Like uh, this is going to be okay. Uh, and that was, that kind of became our like rally cry of evacuation. Cause we were like, everything sucks. And this is like, the worst thing that's ever happened, but it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Savale. Mm-hmm. Well, Camilla, thank you for taking the time uh, to talk with me. You know, as I said, I always love uh, talking with Peace Corps volunteers, and I look forward to uh, staying in, in contact with you. You know, especially as you go on to serve in Togo and in that experience uh, and continue to build on your Peace Corps story. Mm, thank you. It's so nice talking to you today. And there you have it. Another episode of the My Peace Corps Story podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast to make sure that you receive a new episode every single week when I release them. Until next time, remember, every volunteer has a story. What's yours?